Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's <clears throat> excuse me, Fishing and Hunting Show here on a big Friday, uh, uh, December the 8th. And good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio's FM Band 105.7 uh, and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of our show is to give our listeners some updated uh, news with fishing and hunting along uh, with uh, Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And, uh, Rick, as always, we wouldn't be here each Friday if it wasn't for these fine people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and food. And if you'd like to give us the call, of course, uh, you got to dial that area code, 337. The number is 367-1240. Uh, you can listen to us online at www.kane1240.com. Uh, and anywhere in the world, if you have uh, an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also listen to Kane on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing, what you hearing? <clears throat> Tony, I hadn't heard too much about the lake. Uh, we've been going to the basin, I just told you before we came on, and uh, been going down around Miette Point, and it's still, uh, seems like the basin, Tony, has, has been at the level, you know, the same level for a while, and uh, it, it just continues to be good. Uh, like I said, I've been hearing a couple of reports on Sakalea out of Toledo Bend. Uh, they, they're catching them now in a little deeper water. The fish are starting to back out because, uh, you know, I guess we're fixing to get some cold weather and the fish know that before we do. But uh, rather than that, and like I said, in the lake, Tony, I don't go to the lake much. This time of year I'm kind of duck hunting, and it's just out of respect, you know, and uh, I try to stay away from the duck hunters and, uh, you know, give them, give them their uh, space. Yeah, speaking uh, uh, of the uh, uh, levels of the base and the river stage at Butler Rose, it's been pretty flat. It uh, looks like, uh, of course, we had the drawdown, too, uh, which yeah. took place about a couple months ago. They backed off of it. It was supposed to start in August and September, and they backed off. And I think they didn't start till the end of September where the drawdown started to take place. And uh, right. it's pretty much kept the uh, Butler Rose uh, at about 2 8 they're looking to come down maybe a little bit more, maybe uh, another few uh, few inches, uh, two and a half maybe, but uh, that's pretty low. Oh, yeah. It's uh, like you said, Tony, it's been low for a while. And, uh, yeah, they had a, another project. I forget what it was, Tony, but they, they put it off for almost, like you said, like, uh, like a month, you know, before they started to draw down. Yeah, and, of course, a lot of that takes place with the hydrilla and a lot of the yeah. greenery that uh, we see. And it's kind of breaking up here down on the bayou too but it's it's still out there uh but it's moved on uh, the little small uh, drift of the bayou uh uh with that the vermilion tesh vermilion uh, freshwater district uh yeah, the current yep. yeah and so it has a little bit movement there i'm sure if you oh, go yeah. down to uh morgan city by the intercoastal and where the bayou tesh you got empties, a lot of movement yeah. oh yeah down <laughs> into the chevrolet you'll see oh, a yeah. lot of uh greenery there that's for the darn sure yep Anyway, but uh, with that, uh, no, no reports, uh, Rick, uh, from the lakes at all, whether it be Dotrieve or Force Point. No, huh? I just haven't heard, Tony. Like I said, e even the duck hunting, uh, you know, it's, it's been moderate. And uh, like I said, I give them their space during uh, duck hunting season because we fish, uh, you know, a certain area where they got a lot of hunters in there. And just out of respect, when, when, I, when duck hunting's over, then I'll start fishing the lake. Yeah, and question, uh, since you've uh, gone a uh, majority of times at me at Point, me out in that point. area, yep. what's working for you? 
Tony, we, we, we slowed down and, and downsized a little bit. We've been using a, a quarter-ounce spinner bait and just slow rolling it right now. You know, with the water cooling down, you just got to slow down and, uh, and, and just uh, just keep pounding the treetops and uh, just take taking your time. We pick up one, pick up one here, one there, and, uh, you know, just enjoying fishing. And uh, we had some beautiful weather last uh, Sunday. And uh, just slowing down it a quarter-ounce uh, chartreuse and white and blue spinnerbait uh, rumba doll and uh just taking our time and fishing it you know all right so uh and you've had success it's been good tony you know like i said uh the water i, I don't know how much longer the water's gonna stay you know like you said it's almost flat just working with the tide but i mean it's been it's been good to us okay uh in that regard so in the meantime b- believe it or not i've got the uh november 26 uh recreational red snapper landing estimates but uh, there's a flaw in Uh-oh. this report this Uh-oh. week because yep. uh, I went look up uh, last week through November the 19th. Okay. And, of course, the wildlife and fisheries have uh, the uh, through November 26. You ready? Uh, uh, it's 1,000 uh, pounds less than last week, okay. or the last reported week of November. Basically, in November the uh, 19th, the uh, reported amount was 846,247, which was 90.6 okay. of our allocated amount of 934,000. Meanwhile, uh, this week's uh, release shows that uh, 845 pounds, 951. So somebody who does the calculations of this either missed something or uh, missed a week or missed a few days or whatever, but it's less than the week reported of November 19th by uh, – uh, looking at my numbers here, about uh, oh maybe uh, three or four hundred pounds less. Right. So strange uh, in that regard. So yep. anyway, I uh, don't know who was doing tabbing the numbers, but uh, could get uh, it, it, you know iffy if uh, coming down to the end of the month where the uh, uh, they'll see whether or not they'll cut it off with estimates being uh, that. But when you drop. 300 pounds instead of growing yeah. 300 pounds or 400 pounds or whatever the case may be. Well, they're trying to extend it. Don't yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Yeah. But uh, who's ever doing the numbers right now? Uh, so their their math uh, numbers are yeah. uh, don't add up. Yeah, right. I wonder if that's a new math. You know, yeah. How many yeah. times you heard about that right. uh, growing yeah. up and all? Anyway, of course, uh, back in July, you can catch that extra. Uh, 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 a red snapper in that regard and of course you need that uh recreational offshore landing permit so uh all that comes into play so uh we'll yes, see oh, yeah. uh maybe uh they'll come out with a press release uh maybe adjusting that so uh we'll see about that too well, it's gonna be closed though oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah and as always you know we'll remind folks about the uh new speckled trout regulations that went into effect on november 20th yep. uh, about uh what 18 days ago not quite three weeks as uh yeah. the new regula- regulations are as follows that the size limit of 13 to 20 inches in total length uh, only two fish included within that daily creel limit can be greater than 20 inches in length uh, the daily creel is 15 specs now, okay. not the 25 we were accustomed to for many years. Yep. And the charter boat guides and crew will not be able to retain the creel limit while on the charter. But I've got some news with the charter boats and uh, also with some limits they've put on them So uh, in the meantime. So uh, we'll see how that's all going to take place. Uh, meanwhile, also... Uh, 
you know, the courts ruled against the charter boat case. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Rick, we talked about this maybe over a year ago, that okay. uh, the uh, federal government uh, permitted charter boat operations in Louisiana to warrant attention from the latest ruling of a court of appeals in the Fifth Circuit. The ruling turns the U.S. Department of uh, Commerce regulation demand that these charter boat operators install a constant 24-hour GPS tracking device. I remember something about that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. And uh, on the vessels and report what uh, opponents consider to be confidential economic data uh, to the National Marine Services. Well, the new Civil Liberties Alliance took up the cause uh, for the Mexican uh, Gulf Fishing uh, Company at Al, meaning more than 1,300 federally permitted charter boat operations in a plea to the courts to have the requirement declared unconstitutional on the violation of their Fourth Amendment rights in the Bill of Rights. So uh, in the meantime, the alliance explained their argument that the installation of an onboard vessel monitoring system tracking device that uh, continuously transmits uh, its GPS location. Meanwhile, the rule forced charter boat captains to pay for these devices, which track boats whether they were being used for charter fishing or something else. Uh, the 24-hour surveillance was unnecessary and unduly burdensome and violated the Fourth Amendment by searching without a probable cause or a warrant. A uh, good point there. It also exceeded the uh, authority under the uh, Magnuson-Stevens uh, Act, which was arbitrary and capricious uh, in violation of the Administration's Procedure Act. Of course, uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, now specified uh, in the rule, of course, the New Orleans-based firm of uh, Gordon Arietta uh, assisted uh, Washington, D.C. Alliance based uh, in the plea that ended with the alliance agreement to dismiss the motion of fees, and the federal government agreed to pay a fee settlement of approximately $160,000. So, uh, okay. you know, Rick, how, how would you like that if uh, uh, the government said, oh, you got to put a GPR yeah. uh, tracking device <laughs> on you, and we want to know where you are and how much you catch? And not only that, those things are not cheap. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right so about if you that. So if you got a, a company and say you got uh, – I don't know what six, eight, ten boats. You're looking at a few nickels, you know. Yeah, you're right yep. about that. Oh, yeah. uh, so uh, anyway, the charter boat captains and have a little something else too with the charter boat captains uh, coming up uh, in a few minutes too. In the meantime, uh, in the meantime, the season is open now for the Southern Flounder at our state's first closed session on the species. Remember, it closed back in October. Uh, the uh, season uh, closed season ran from October 15th to November 30th. A reminder about the new speckled trout regulations that we just talked about: 15 a day, yep. size limit 13 to 20 inches. Uh, with two bigger than 20 inches. So uh, with that, so as I mentioned, too, uh, the uh, red snapper limits have changed and also uh, interesting, uh, you know, a basic, uh, it came down, it didn't go up, so strange. Don't know, I'm sure maybe you might see a press release uh, sometime uh, today or maybe next week about the numbers, so we'll see. Meanwhile, uh, if you want to be involved in a growing number of Louisiana teaching about fishing, then you can attend the Wildlife and Fisheries December 12th Aquatic Volunteer Instructor Group. The class will run from 8.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the Wadill Wildlife Refuge on North Flannery Road in Baton Rouge. The agency's fishing, uh, fisheries outreach and educational staff head the class for certifications in leading fishery programs for youth and adults across the state. It's a hands-on period of uh, fish identification, fishing and casting environment, and other fishery-related activities. So uh, with that, uh, and uh, it's, uh, you know, when completed, the certified aquatic volunteer instructor will receive uh, lesson plans and educational materials for grade schools and high schools 
along with activity grades and access to fishing equipment and games. So uh, you like go a good gig. Yeah, yeah, you go back right. online, look at it, pull it up, and uh, yep. get a little bit uh, about that too. So uh, with that, so uh, anyway, you see a lot of that uh, uh, today. So uh, a lot of people getting involved. So uh, with that. Anyway, uh, the Louisiana uh, Fisheries Commission approves a notice of intent to establish possession limits on multi-day charter boats, okay. is what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And the Wildlife and Fisheries passed a notice of intent, uh, multi-day possession uh, limits for spotted sea trout and red drum while on a multi-day charter boat fishing. The rule will allow recreational fishermen on multi-day charter trips the same possession limits as other recreational anglers who are operating from their on-water camps along the coast. The possession limit as proposed by this rule would be three times the daily limit uh, for red drum and spotted sea trout if uh, the fishermen can provide a receipt from the licensed charter guide showing payment and dates of the multi-day trip charter trip. Demonstrate uh, to the satisfaction of the department that the fisherman has uh, been on multi-day charter fishing trip. And finally, demonstrate that the fisherman has been actively on the water or at a remote camp that can be assessed only by water for two days or more. So uh, the fish shall be kept whole or whole gutted in separate bags for each species of fish and should be marked with the date the fish were taken, the species, the number of fish contained in the bag, and the name and license number of the person taking the fish. You know, yeah, you got some more point. You know, if having a school of specs is running around the pier that you may have access to and start pulling them in, uh, you better pull in 20, that's for sure. And that's what this gets down to So, uh, in, in that regard. So the fish will only be in the possession of the person who took the fish, Fishermen who meet these provisions may possess more than the daily limit on the water for purposes of transportation. However, no fishermen shall be actively fishing or engaged in fishing while in the possession of more than the daily bag limit. So okay. no charter guide uh, and or deckhand may keep any of the limit of the red drum or spotted sea trout when operating and conducting trips subject to the provisional rule. If you want to see the notice and intent complete, you can go to the Wildlife and Fisheries and pull that up and look at it uh, yes, and get an idea on that too, Rick. That's uh, right. Yep. Uh, with that regard. So uh, anyway, just interesting uh, in that. Also something I just pulled up, I saw yesterday late, and uh, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife is now accepting applications for two winter women's fishing one-on-one workshops. And okay. these are really excellent, too, in, oh, yeah. uh, yep. in that regard. And uh, with that, uh, the workshops are open to women over the age of 18 who are looking to become knowledgeable and confident anglers. The workshops cover a variety of skills to help make fishing more enjoyable. The, the biologists and aquatic volunteer instructors will train 15 women uh, uh, per event in fish identification, best fish handling practices, preparing uh, fishing equipment, basic fishing skills, as well as cleaning, uh, storing, and cooking fish. Participants may uh, be randomly selected in the fall of 2023 and the winter of 2024 uh, workshops uh, and get a chance to apply their skills in an overnight weekend fishing trip under the direction of a Louisiana wildlife and fisheries uh, biologists and volunteer instructors. So uh, anyway, the dates are January uh, 27th in 2024. Also uh, another one uh, Sunday of January 28th, 2024, then the following day. So uh, 
you go to the website, the Wildlife Fisheries website, and you click and apply. Uh, you got until the end of the month, uh, the 31st. And remember that each woman's uh, fishing workshop is only limited to 15 participants per date. Okay. And uh, from what I understand, that uh, it's pretty active and pretty involved in all. And uh, women learn a lot about uh uh, these uh, about fishing and the identification of fish if they're not really active in fishing. And if you want to stay up with your fishing husband, it's probably a good thing to get involved with, get, like, get a little knowledge on that and uh, uh, a lot of instruction and, uh, and teaching and learning. And uh, so it's a pretty good opportunity if you're not really uh, educated in fishing uh, yeah. and all. Of course, um, most uh, all women uh, cook, so I don't know why that's a big thing with cooking. Well, maybe a certain yeah. fish to cook a certain way. I'm not sure, but uh, anyway, uh, uh, any gives you an opportunity, ladies, to uh, get involved with a little bit of the fishing and all. So uh, we'll see how that all come to pass uh, in the meantime. So uh, with that, anyway, time to take our first break uh, here on Kane Radio FM 107.5 and AM 12:40. We'll be back with more right after this. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious lines of seasoned red beans, white beans, black-eyed peas, sweet jalapeno relish, Ragin' Cajun roux, rice dressing, gumbo, jambalaya, etouffee, shrimp and grits, seafood bisque, and the new Ragin' Cajun stovetop shrimp oil, gator rub, and sizzling steak seasoning. Ragin' Cajun, the original recipes have been handcrafted here in Acadiana since 1985. Folks, ask them for that Ragin' Cajun. Save ball. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today, at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Road, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tee time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. And uh, with that, Rick, uh, I know uh, you use a lot of plastics when you uh, go f- uh, fishing with your uh, bass, uh, sockleye, or whatever the case. Yes. Do you ever use uh, shrimp? 
you know, uh, uh, you know uh, whether it be live shrimp or just bait mm-hmm. your hook with shrimp? No, not, not freshwater, Tony. Now, saltwater, if we, you know, I used to do a little speck fishing. We'd, we'd put shrimp under a popping cork, and, it, you know, it works, works very well there. Well, you know, bigger, bigger, small white shrimp are huge to Louisiana anglers, too. Uh, with that, and like I said, uh, uh, you see people fishing with live shrimp or even uh, just buy the shrimp hook on their line to right. get the uh, specs or whatever the case may be, what are they looking for uh, uh, and all. And, uh, you know, even though it's a pale shot of its former self, fishing, you know, in south Louisiana, you know, I can remember – as a youngster, man, just fishing off the piers out at Sipmore Point. Point uh, man, you'd see these schools of specs. I'm talking about bigger than this room we're sitting in right now. Right. And you just throw your line out there, and uh, and believe it or not, you'd hook them. The only two times they ever used a duel uh, uh, w- with that was I was fishing at Grand Isle years ago and uh, fishing right off the old pier, or the old bridge, I should say, and caught pulled up two specs, you know, about each about a pound and a half, two pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a throw for me at that time. That's the only time I've ever done that. But uh, speckled trout and other greedy predators, you know, uh, that white shrimp, the redfish, flounder, and uh, white trout wait for their uh, jaws to open. Uh, just the uh, And I want to say the white shrimp's a bigger shrimp than the brown shrimp, too. The brown shrimp season starts sometime in May, I can recall. And uh, I can recall also remember at one time, I mean, you go uh, shrimping out there at, uh, out at uh, Vermilion Bay, man, you could walk on the boats. Right. It was just unbelievable, uh, the yep. people out there uh, in that regard. Uh, you don't see that much anymore, right. though, but it's still active. Right. And, of course, you still see a lot of these uh, people who go shrimping, you're selling their wares on the side of the highway, you know, for uh, deals and all with that. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, uh uh, with that, of course, yeah, you're going fishing, too. You look for the birds, you know, where the birds are feeding. Right. Uh, give you an idea where the oh, shrimp yes. are. And uh, just little indications like that uh, give you uh, a lot of uh, opportunity. But uh, white shrimp, they are huge to a lot of anglers here in town. So, oh, uh, yeah. Or here in good the fresh area. white shrimp, Tony, for bait or eating. Yep. Yeah, you're right about that, too, Rick. Uh, but uh, very rarely you ever use that uh Yep. In your uh, freshwater fish? No, not not too much. You see anybody uh, using uh, no. uh, shrimp uh, in the freshwater fishing? No, any, uh, at all? believe it or not, a lot of crawfish, but not oh, not, true. not really shrimp. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right about that too. Uh, in that, anyway, want to give uh, remind folks uh, the final call for to win a Ford F one fifty truck awaits you. This is a lottery chance. Uh, to participate in the CCA Louisiana Ford Truck Raffle. Uh, you can buy tickets, and you can win a brand-new F-150 4x4 truck on December the 14th. The winner will be announced on that date around 5 p.m. at the CCA Louisiana office located on uh, Industrial Plex Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Uh, in the meantime, you can also watch the raffle drawing live on your Facebook page if that's where you wish to go. Of course, raffle tickets are approximately 50 bucks, you know, 50 bucks to win a chance for a big-time F-150, Rick. Uh, pretty small price to pay. Of course, uh, I don't know what the uh, number of tickets being sold, but uh, you got about uh, maybe around five uh, five days uh to get on board with that, this being the uh, 8th and uh, the drawing will be on the 14th course. I'm sure they got cut off the drawing online sometime around the 13th, uh, the day before. So uh, still an opportunity out there and uh, for 50 bucks to win yourself a uh, Ford 150 uh, 4x4 pickup truck. So uh, with that. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, Rick, I just hadn't heard much on hunting uh, deer or ducks or anything nope, uh, that in nature. Uh 
Not uh, locally, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to give a buddy a call to see how, uh, two of them, to see how they did and how they're doing. So with that, but just uh, um, haven't heard much about that. If someone knows uh, how things are going with the deer and their duck hunting, uh, sure would appreciate uh, if you want to give us a call in. Of course, 337-367-1240 in the meantime. So uh, anyway, uh, Rick, uh, I saw this article here, too, and uh yeah, uh, you've probably been uh, d- uh, deer hunting a whole lot longer than I have uh, with that. In the old school way of hunting, uh, uh, with that, uh, of course, uh, they they had an article here, and uh, it boils down to sitting comfortable in a stand, watching a, a food plot or a pile of corn while you uh, play on your phone. That's one thing. That's one thing. Good cell phones coming to play, yep. sitting in a deer stand, uh, waiting for. Uh, for you, uh, hopefully, uh, your nice uh, pointed uh, buck to show up, and you get Lisa. I seen the deal the other day, Tony. Guys on his phone, a ten pointer sneaks right behind him, and look, this this was all on camera. Really, he he didn't even acknowledge the deer because he was b- busy playing on his phone. The deer just, walked right by him, but it, it was behind him. But still, you know, you got to watch your surroundings, and uh, yeah, the deer got away. Uh, that, yeah. that, that's amazing too. And I got a few buddies at deer hunt, and I should have called one of them to see how they're doing. Uh, they have camps uh, around the state and all, and a lot of people, uh, not only in North Louisiana, but they go into Mississippi too, uh, oh, yeah. right out of Baton Rouge yeah. and that Speak area time. up in yeah. there. I think it's Woodward or yeah. Wood- Woodville. Woodville, Woodville, yeah, Woodville. yeah in Centerville, yeah. and they have a Centerville up there too, yeah. also oh, yeah. uh, in that. Anyway, uh, it, by, by nature, you know, uh, and it requires with deer uh, hunting, you you got to be awful careful. Hopefully, you, uh, you're uh, uh, not downwind uh, or upwind from uh, the deer. Smell. Yeah. That's right, the tremendous the, smell. The so, uh, yeah. oh yeah. But uh, you know, wearing a, a leafy ghillie suit, gloves, face mask, especially when it's cold, breaks up your outline and helps you to blend in with the surroundings. Uh, do not forget to put on your hunter's orange, however, right. you know, with that, and be aware of the wind. You know, the deer's graze, as you just mentioned is the incredible sense of smell, playing your hunt so that your the wind is either blowing in your face or, or from your side, but never from the back. Yep. And uh, use your wind to an advantage, a moderate or even a stiff wind helps muffle any noise you might make. So the rustling limbs and brushes help your movement. Anyway, move slowly. You know, that's critical when stalking. There are no uh, set of rules how fast walk because it depends on your visibility and uh, density. Uh, with that also uh stretch your eyes you know it's a central part of stalking and you're training your eyes to focus on the first furthest visible object uh, uh spot the deer before it sees you and uh if you're watching for a deer 40 yards away you won't uh notice the tail flicker beyond that range so however you can focus objects 100 yards away a lot of people use uh these these uh scopes and all and things like that uh, uh it's just uh typical but uh Anyway, it helps, and I, di- I didn't know what they meant by this term of being ninja. Stealth is the key to stalking. Be a successful hunter. Hides in the shadows like a ninja. Always look ahead and plan a, a route that takes advantage of the covering shade. Avoid dry leaves and limbs, and as trees that you can uh, lean against to break up your uh, outline. Uh, with that, uh, it says use the sun, too. Uh, uh, similar to the wind in your face, keep the sun t- to your back like an old Western gunslinger. Yep. Nothing is more frustrating than watching the movement of when the sun is shining in your eyes. So you're, they're right about that. Right. And pay attention to details uh, with that uh, when you're hunting too, uh, Rick. Uh, that That's so important in that regard too. Yes, uh, and I don't know, I just see more guys up in stands than I do uh, you know, are behind uh, some kind of blind for, uh, in that regard. Right. So, oh, yeah. uh, 
Uh, don't see too many walking around, too. As I said, I mean, you crunch the leaves, branches, right. uh, makes a noise, uh, and it spooks a deer. So Yeah, uh, when you get up, you know, in height, Tony, and all on that, you can see a lot further. You yeah. Know? You can cover more ground, so to speak, just to say. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, a little bit more on ducks. Uh, a, water, a waterfowl study uh, estimated about 200,000 ducks in the northeast parishes. That was back uh, a week before Thanksgiving. And like I said, I just hadn't heard anything good, bad, uh, you know, yep. if, if these hunters are meeting their uh, limits or uh, uh, just uh, not seeing the type of ducks they want, the greenheads, or the certain limits uh, they're put on with that. So, uh just uh we'll try, I'm trying to do a little more help for our next show next week find out a little bit more about that too so uh anyway with that so uh also i'm pretty sure all the uh fire bans have been lifted on, on uh most of the uh areas so. here in the state of louisiana too yep. with the uh the rain we've gotten even locally uh, uh with that so uh we'll see uh, in that regard. Anyway, Rick, uh, talking about uh, duck hunting, too, uh, you know, one of the rewards of duck hunting is being able to eat those ducks, and uh, there's nothing like a good uh, supper uh, with uh, ducks on the menu, and uh, I had an uncle who loved to hunt ducks. I mean, he, he, he'd go out hunting all the time. He thoroughly enjoyed it, but you ready for this? He wouldn't eat them. Wouldn't eat ducks. No. He, as a matter no. of fact, he'd clean them and everything and bring them to my mom, and uh, she'd prepare them and all. he just... He didn't like eating ducks, and uh, but loved uh, to hunt. And loved the sport. That's right. Yep. Loved the sport and all. And uh, I like, uh, like so many ways, most sportsmen like to shoot the ducks as they fly over the decoys. Or, but I still, you know, you always want that one more shot. But uh, uh, the difference in shooting flying ducks and shooting ducks on the water, I had a couple old friends that used to sell ducks to the restaurants in the area many years ago, and they paid good money. But they didn't want any BBs in the body, so to serve customers, so these old hunters would soft call these ducks when they would land. They'd wait for them to bunch up, and then they would knock on the blind uh, so the ducks would raise their heads and shoot, uh, getting mostly headshots. And the ones who shots in the body, they kept for themselves, you know, because you don't want to go to a restaurant and all of a sudden you're chewing on BBs, yeah. you know, in that regard. And uh, uh, one hunter said, uh, uh, quoted that uh, it's best uh, under a call under a duck than to have a call over them, and I love to hunt in the fashion. So, in the meantime, uh, some of the benefits uh, mm-hmm. uh, eating ducks uh, with a good meal, uh, uh, I guess with uh, peas and uh, yams and uh, rice dressing and a piece of pie or whatever with your duck. Yeah, uh, what a way to go too. Uh, I enjoyed that thoroughly, and uh, with that, so um, anyway, about cooking those ducks. Uh, my favorite is the green heads, a little bigger duck. And they've just got the right texture and moist and tender. And uh, anyway, uh, anyway, I like the four green heads in my old roasting pot and then uh, roast them whole. But uh, anyway, I'd cut them up, celery, carrots, onions, uh, bell pepper. That's the way I did it in the old days. And uh, some Worcestershire sauce, a couple of tablespoons of Italian dressing. You can use water or chicken broth. Anyway, just uh, one of those things I really enjoyed about uh, with cooking ducks, too. Yep, uh, preparing them. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a great to eat, too. Uh, like I said, just oh, yeah. you don't want to crunch on a BB and break a tooth, but mm. uh, that's yep. that's uh, just to be careful. Yep. Anyway, the tides today here, February the 8th, uh, uh, the sun rose in southwest past Vermilion Bay at 6.50. Sunset will be at 5.09 uh, this evening. In the high and low tide chart, the first low tide was 6.50 a.m. The next low tide at 7.04 p.m. The first high tide uh, 
uh, will be at 2.08 this afternoon. Meanwhile, the high tide later on tonight at 11.31 p.m. Saturday the 9th, the sun's going to rise in southwest pass Vermilion Bay at 6.51. Sunset will be at 5.09 in the high and low tide chart. Uh, we see that the first low tide will be at 7.04 a.m. Saturday morning okay. and the next low tide at 8.19 p.m. The first high tide will be at 3.01 p.m. and the next high tide uh, Saturday will be at 11.23 p.m. Sunday the 10th, of December. Uh, the sun's going to rise at uh, 6.52 a.m. and sunset will be at 5.09 uh, p.m. The high and low tide chart, the first uh, low tide uh, will be at 7.27 a.m. and the only high tide of the day will be at 3.46 p.m. Average water temperature in southwest pass of uh, Vermilion Bay, 60 degrees, a little chippy uh, there, yep, Rick, in now. that regard. That's right. Uh, Anyway, uh, with that, Rick, we wouldn't be here each Friday if it wasn't for these people. You're right, Tony. Got to thank Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning, and Foods. And our motto is always: Kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.